You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. when they. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 40. Today's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 4 through 5 and 15 through 21. Brethren, as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For by so doing you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, I'd like to do uh, something a little bit different today, uh, if you're up for it, of course. And if not, well, then uh, this will be a very brief episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I thought we might do kind of uh, a lightning round of sorts with today's reading. Uh, Paul addresses many things here, and I'd like to take a look at a verse or two at a time and get your thoughts and insights on each one. Does that sound good? Yeah, I, we can give it a shot. It almost sounds like a game show, Jason. I, do I get a prize if I, <laughs> at the end if I do well? Well, well, we'll see how well you do. I'll have to give that some thought. Uh, but uh, I will have to tell you, uh, given this structure, I'm going to have to hold you to a, a tight schedule here. So uh, <laughs> only only two minutes allowed for each response. <laughs> okay, challenge accepted. Let's, let's go for it. All right, so let's first look at uh, chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, which says, Brethren, as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Yeah, beautiful illustration and metaphor here. The body of Christ, the church, is being compared to the physical body, and our physical bodies have many different parts, many members of that one body, and each serves a purpose to make our body uh, so complex and rich. And the same can be said of the church. We need all of the members and what they provide and add to the richness of the church. Uh, when we think about the human body, we often think about the importance of some of the major parts or organs. We think about the head, and we think about the heart, we think about the legs and arms and so forth. Likewise, in the church, we might think about the clergy, or we think about the parish council, or we think about chanters and choir members and various other leaders or major stewards in the church, and obviously... They're important and necessary, but the body has many other parts, many other organs, and without those, the head will not be nearly as useful. The same can be said for other body parts. So obviously, it's, it's great if you have good, strong arms, but if your wrist is broken, you're going to have some limitations. And in the church, if some of the people in more prominent roles are good people, that's, that's wonderful. But unless there are others there who do some of the things we might overlook or that don't come to mind first, the church will not be as rich and beautiful as it should be. Uh, next, verse 15, which reads, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Yeah, that's really one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. We're to be like a good family. 
we want to see others succeed and do well. So there should be no place in the church for jealousy of others' success. If God has blessed someone in the church, whether it be materially and physically or whether it's spiritually, we should rejoice with them and be happy for them. And then on the other hand, when people are having difficulties, we should weep with them and and pray for them and be there with them uh, to help lift them up and encourage them. And, And sometimes when there's nothing else that we can do for them, we're just present with them and weep with them. Verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Yeah, this actually reminds me of what St. James mentions in his epistle and how the church should never show favoritism. We talked about on a previous episode here recently that God doesn't show favoritism and the church should not show favoritism either. If someone comes into the church and they're clearly rich or clearly poor, they should be treated exactly the same. You should be hospitable and welcoming to everyone. Many of the saints of course, speak of the church as a spiritual hospital, and I I love that analogy. The church is a place for those who are sick, for those who are lowly. It's not a place for the self-righteous and the conceited, unless they're going to work on not becoming so self-righteous and conceited. It's a place for people who admit that they're sinners and that they're in need of repentance and do not view themselves as being better than or superior to others. Next, verses 17 through 19. Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Yeah, several things there, Jason. I think you're really trying to challenge me on this two-minute thing that you're going to hold me to. But You're on the uh, clock. Okay. Well, first, uh, repay no one evil for evil. A very basic concept, but so difficult for us human beings to put into practice. Fundamentally, at a very basic level, I think this sums up the gospel. Jesus said, enough. Enough of this repaying evil for evil. Let's stop this cycle of evil. Stop the cycle of violence. Someone has to stop it because we human beings descend into it quickly. So it might as well be us. It might as well be those who follow Christ. And then I love the idea of so far as it depends on you to live peaceably with others. I mean, obviously we cannot force everyone to live in peace. We can just do our part. So no matter what others are doing, you live in peace. You can't control everyone else, but you can control yourself and do what you can do. So quit worrying about others' sins and shortcomings. Do your part as a slave of Christ, as we talked about on our last episode. And then finally, never avenge yourself. Again, leave it to God. Mind your own business. It's not the responsibility of a slave to punish his fellow slaves. That's up to the master alone, to the one he appoints. And he didn't appoint you. He appointed Jesus Christ to execute that judgment. So let him alone be the judge. Verse 20 is a quote from Proverbs, uh, chapter 12, verse 20. It reads, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. And then finally, verse 21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah, the best way to win, so to speak, against your enemy is to do good in return for evil. You see, most of the time when people do evil to us, they want to make us miserable. That's why they're trying to hurt us. It gives them control over us, 
as I mentioned before, related to forgiving others and not letting them control us. And if you look at the story of Jesus and his crucifixion and you hear the stories of the martyrs, it always frustrated their enemies that they could not control them. They tried to control them with threats. When that didn't work, they resorted to physical punishment. And when that still didn't work, they put them to death. But at his death, and and many other martyrs explicitly follow this example, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. He still doesn't get angry. So he wins, so to speak, because he could not be controlled or manipulated. And then finally, I would say that giving your enemy food or drink when they are hungry or thirsty is perhaps the most likely way to win them over to be your friend and an ally. It's doing as much as possible, as much as is in your control, as we talked about earlier, to live peaceably with others. All right. Well done, Father. I think you made it in, uh, <laughs> just under the time allowed. All right. Thank you. Uh, so uh, for your prize, if you're ready, uh-huh. uh, I think you uh, you get to do another 40 podcast episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I know our listeners will be, uh, will be looking forward to that. So to recap a few highlights from today's reading, uh, Father Aaron reminded us of the importance of all members of the body of Christ. All are needed for the fullness of the church to be realized. Also, we should be joyful in the success of others, not finding jealousy in our hearts. And finally, a reminder never to seek vengeance, for Christ alone is the judge. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, alleluia.